0: You thanks for tuning into the Waiting List Podcast. I'm Longlong. I'm Daniel. And I'm Jacqueline. And we are three watch friends with a healthy obsession for watches.
1: So sit back and relax with us while we chat with collectors, industry giants, and share some good vibes.
2: Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the Waiting List Podcast. I am actually really nervous today, and my two co-hosts know this because I've been trying to get out of being the main host of today's episode our guest today is ArO Montanari aka John Goldberger. I would have loved to give a super long description about him about his background what he has achieved but if you don't already know him I don't even know why you're listening to this podcast so let's just get started. John everyone in the watch world knows who you are but I'm really curious to know how you would describe yourself and how would you introduce yourself in just one sentence.
3: A very simple word I'm Long time collector, vintage watches, wrist and pocket watches. I love watches. There's okay. a great passion for this kind of mechanical piece from the past century. I started collecting almost 45 years ago and mm-hmm. still collecting.
2: Okay. I, I would have gone on and on and on, but like, that's good. Okay. And people always ask you for tips on collecting. And you're obviously most famously quoted for saying things like buy what you love and also what you can afford.
1: Yeah.
2: But my personal question is, when is it the best time to actually downsize and to start to curate and have like a very small and like quote unquote small collection with more significant pieces and still have a common theme?
3: For me, I have five simple rules for a collector. Buy what you like. Don't follow the other people. Thinking out of the box. And mm-hmm. try to buy good example with the great quality, rarity, and good provenance. And mm-hmm. uh, the last one is buy the seller. Don't buy the watch. You have to <laughs> build a good, a good relation with the, your seller.
2: Okay, so I mean, we we have obviously interviewed so many people who say this, yeah. like buy the seller, buy the seller. But can you break it down for us? Like, at what point of the conversation do you actually understand? Okay, I trust the seller. I can buy from the seller.
3: Yeah, right.
2: Like, what are you asking? What do you need to know? You
3: no, know, with the seller you build a a relation. It is very important to know the provenance of the watch, the story of the watch don't care about the price. And it's very important the provenance. The story of the, the watch during his life. is not easy. But you know many mm-hmm. watch came from an auction, from other dealer, from other collector. It's very important to build a journey of the watch.
1: Yeah. Okay. Dan. I've got a, a couple of questions on the two things that you said. One was yeah. rarity and obviously the provenance. First yeah. of all, like many of and the, the watches Yeah, quality. Well, one of the, you know, you collected watches very early, right? And like, where was the information to tell you that there was Uh, only very few
3: pieces, right? How did
1: you even get that information?
3: In the past was very difficult because no web, no internet, no books, few museum, and it was very difficult to reach the right information. Right now in the last 10 years, you can have a lot of information from the web, from the collector, from the auction catalogs. You can build a story about watches.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. And then my second question I'd is... See,
3: uh, and also, I think the best collection were built in the last 20 years.
1: Ah, because interesting.
3: People imagine that, oh, it was easy to buy in the Haiti in the 70s with mm-hmm. a very cheap price. But it's no, not true because the quality was very important in Haiti. Lately, the quality of the provenance is very important.
1: Okay. So, one thing I also want to ask about is when you said, like, buy the seller, Yeah. are you like now it's watch collecting is global, you know? So, watch collecting is in uh, Japan, it's in China, it's yeah. Hong Kong, but there yeah. you also have the barrier of language, you know? Mm-hmm. So, it's been a lot harder to build right. that. Okay.
3: Yeah. Everybody's right? speaking English, and you can have a good connection with the people with the Zoom with the photo by internet and uh, you can build the relation with the with the dealer. Okay. Because yeah. for me, the arena of uh, vintage watch collecting is very small arena. There is a table. Around the table there is the collector, the auctioneer, auction house, the dealer.
2: Mm.
3: And the table there are watches and money. And you trade with this kind of people. Don't forget about bloggers, uh, trolls, uh, advisors. The three uh, most important people in the scenario is uh, collectors, auction house, and dealers. Mm. Mm.
2: Huh. Okay. Well, so there's obviously a lot of younger people now getting into it. And um, What do you think is the biggest mistake that you see with like younger collectors now?
3: The problem right now with the a new generation of collector they are attracted by social media Mm -hmm. and they reach a lot of no good information for the social media and this is a a problem this is why you have to build a good relation with the auction house and dealers to know to understand and to reach more information about watches because you know the books with the web you can Reach a lot of information, but the real information came from a real world. The virtual world
2: is
1: different. Okay, so I have another question which is like, and in the introduction, you said that you're a collector of vintage watches. So, what time frame to what time frame does when you say like vintage, does it even include like post 2000?
3: Vintage is mean okay, watch of auto production, okay, almost. Hmm twenties year old. Twenties is my is my limit of the collection. And it also like to collect vintage because I like the journey. How to reach the piece, you know the information, you know the provenance, everything. To buy a modern watch in the shop to buy to buy a watch with a credit card, with a check, so easy. I don't like this kind of journey. Ah okay.
1: But
2: a lot of people are gonna say it's not easy for us. <laughs> like
3: <laughs> no, not easy. Yeah. Yeah. for many reasons, but you know yeah. everybody's starting to buy modern watches. After that, yeah. they are changing to vintage because are more exclusive, more nice. And also all vintage watches are different from others. See mm-hmm. a submariner from the 60, another submariner with the six from the sixty for the same period or same year. There's some little difference on the dial, on the nuance of the dial, and then the condition. There are no similar pieces in the as world. It's very difficult to find two exactly pieces, the same mm-hmm. condition, same quality, same provenance.
0: Jack? I wanted to ask in this respect with vintage. How's been? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, nice to see you. <laughs> um uh, like, yeah. So between this aspect of mi- vintage and modern, and the most prominent example I can think of right now is the Cartier Tech Normal that they released last year.
3: Yeah.
0: And you very famously own a very rare platinum example on the matching like seven-link bracelet from yeah. um like almost a hundred years ago. But you also bought the modern platinum example.
3: Yeah, because and- for me it was easy to wear on a daily basis, because to wear the old one, uh, you have some problem with the humidity, with the, with the movement that doesn't work well. And I wear all day this kind of watch. I love the watch, because it was very similar to the old one. They did a great job, Cartier.
0: But to you, do you like the watch for being modern, or do you like what it means to the vintage watch?
3: I like to mean to vintage watch. Gotcha. Was, uh, I think many collectors start to buy the modern Tan normal and maybe they like to buy the original one on yellow gold no. and platinum on white gold from the 20, 30, 40, 60s. Because the time normal was long story from the early 20s to to the ninety.
1: Okay. I I have a question okay. as well. I've got yeah. lots of questions. <laughs> 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 uh, You know, when we look at like the watch brands, right? The main ones that are very strong, obviously, Patek and Rolex. But in terms of collecting, you've collected for such a long time. um, Like, I almost feel like how do you keep finding new things to collect? Does the brand actually
3: matter to you when you collect? You you don't imagine how many watches were manufactured by Swiss brands in the last 50 years. Every year there is a new discovery. Every year. And uh, lately, I try to free my collection because I, I have a collection of Omega, Longines, Cartier, Rolex, and Patek Philippe, other unknown brands because I like the, the aesthetic of the watch. I don't care about the brand. And lately, I try to buy more poker watch by Patek and buy some mechanical complication by Patek. Watches mm. okay, because for me, I'm getting old. It's more consist- consistency, the consistency of the brand is very strong, and uh, the manufacturing is strong compared to other brands. Mm.
0: When you said you're getting old, I just my mind shot back to the video of you and Way talking about the 3449. 30, He's like, yeah. Why did you trade it? You're like, yeah. Well. I'm getting old.
3: They're very <laughs> old watches. <laughs> yeah. I took with the Yacht huh. Yeah, I saw the only the two, no, three known examples. The other two from a private collection, the other one is a Rolex heritage department. Yeah. yeah. But for me, lately I sold many, my Rolex for Newman, for example. Because the price was so crazy compared a good particle with perpetual or chronograph complication. Mm. Right, yeah. But I understand when you are young, it's easy to wear a nice uh, vintage Rolex on the wrist because the vintage Rolex are very contemporary look
0: mm-hmm.
3: design. The only mm-hmm. two companies mm-hmm. have a very contemporary look design is Rolex and Cartier. Cartier is a timeless design. You see Tank normal they made in the twenty they don't change a lot, but it's still modern, it's still contemporary. And the Rolex is a real sports watch on the wrist. Mm. Okay. They made the watch like Sumerian with no date. We saw in the movie War by with the classic suite and also with tuxedo and also with the sportswear. It's mm. incredible. Mm.
1: Mm. I I have a question. So like if you if you're looking and rediscover, you're saying like there's so many new things to discover. How are you discovering them? <laughs> like, what is your like the main channel? Well,
3: I, I have good relation with the with the auctioners, and with the with the dealers. and they ah. offer sometimes. They know my taste, and they mm-hmm. try to offer sometimes something unique or very rare. Ah, uh, okay. So, okay. I guess it's but easier for like hour a month lately lately <laughs> uh, two years ago was the auction in monte carlo and uh, it was a french auction, i think Art Curial, and they show a very rare Platinum with the moon phase and full calendar it's a okay. unique piece and uh, i bought it okay. because i knew it was a unique and very rare mm. okay hmm. it also knew the provenance was a, it came from the original family and or the story, I loved it. The watch.
1: I, I watched one of your videos, and I think one in one of the videos you said it's the hunt for for them, right? The journey that like, yeah. you just that you yeah. like. So once you get the watch, how long are you holding on to them, really? Because does, does the enthusiasm really go down that that fast?
3: Oh, okay, very fast. Because when I purchase the watch, I don't care about to on the watch. I took some photos. I were for two two hours, three hours. I go in the safe immediately. The oh, okay. my my passion was how to purchase the watch, mm-hmm. how to finally go get the watch. Okay.
1: So the very I fact don't care about, I don't yeah. care
3: about the ownership.
1: Okay. So the very fact you owned it for like a minute and then you and then you've documented it, it's ready
3: to yeah. move on, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. For the next watch. Okay.
0: I have a question, like on that, Arro, do you journal? Because, I mean, obviously, you've written so many wonderful books and point of references for people in the industry. And, but be? for yourself, do you journey out to hunt this for watch and you keep that for yourself?
3: Yeah, there is some special memory when I buy the watch. But my collection is still a work in progress. Work in because, progress. Yeah, because I change pieces, I buy other mm-hmm. pieces because I have so many uh, watches in my collection and I have to shrink it. And getting all them, you know. <laughs> okay, so, oh, so,
2: yeah, go ahead. So,
3: which watches do you actually personally like to wear then? Where the, all the cartier, because very mm-hmm. modern, very simple. I like the time only watches. I collected the, the watch with the complication, but I don't like to wear it because for me it's too show off. <laughs> um... These, I don't like the modern. But with the complication, for example, yeah, uh, like the, the simple time only, because you need the just time to know the hours.
1: <laughs> can I can I ask? We, did you always collect like this, where it was most of the journey, or did you transition into this collecting? No, you really so many when,
3: pieces. When I think in the, the mid Haiti and the early '90s, for example, I made a, a great collection of all the reference of Daytona. For the early one, the last one. After that, I was a little boring. I saw everything. <laughs> I was so happy to make all the line of the all the watches in gold and steel with the push button with screw buttons with different dial for Newman, simple, and some prototype also.
2: Okay, so if your collection is evolving, and I know you mentioned like you also looked at independence, right? So Lauren Ferrier DeFor and even Richard Mill. Um yeah. I know you bought a Richard Mill like, because the price was not bad. And then, yeah. so one, do but you I wear have it? Great re- I yeah. great
3: respect for Richard Mill because he's the only one. He made something different to others. Mm-hmm. He introduced his philosophy in the watch industry with the new material, new kind of movement. He was very linked to the sports, watch like uh, auto racing, aviation. Mm-hmm. And it was very interesting. And I love Richard Mille. Mm-hmm. I love also other independent. But for me, still in some independent, I don't have uh, any aesthetics
0: mm-hmm.
3: uh-huh. in the in the resources. No great aesthetics for me. Like
2: so, Very all is the... too much complicated
3: yeah. for me. I like the mm-hmm. um, Dufour because it's simple. I like mm-hmm. Laurent Ferrier, also simple and. Uh, June, maybe as it was one or the best watchmakers, is great watches, but a little complicated the design of the watch. Um, um, I, know, know, what
1: I know, know what you mean. You say, I, I probably a little bit fussy, right? The dial. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. But it's great watches, sir. Really means Is It's to be on. also the, introduced the Sentigraph, was a very yeah. innovative watch with the aluminum case, with a new material, with a incredible movement, with a nice. Start, stop, pushing button, and uh, but still I'm a very classic. I still, still the classic style. For example, okay. I yeah. don't like the new uh, part of complication because the static of the dial is no symmetric like in the past. You know, yeah. the counter is below the center. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the move phase opening is no great, and the signature is too big. The window is wrong compared to the old one. <laughs> okay, so if that's you like, simple, yeah, you see the the yeah. movement of patterns are great.
2: Yeah, but I mean, I know you love your Calatrava and everything. So, what was the intention to like collect World Time then?
3: The World Time, I like the World Time.
2: Okay, so that's but... a separate category.
3: Okay, <laughs> the old one, okay. because of the yeah, no the other one. Pushback, especially the small one, the early one with the yeah. turnable bezel, gold bezel, and uh, was it one of the first World Time in uh mm. in industry it was a great uh, patent by uh, louis côtier mm. and um, for example i like the small one compared the big one with the two crown mm. okay. the only static, is only for me
0: okay um, i have a question aro so in your collecting journey what role does francesca play because it's something yeah. that i was wondering <laughs> that night when you know we all had dinner together and she, I mean, you were, we, you guys obviously were with friends and old, longtime friends, but I didn't see her at the show. She's, she was probably on the beach, and yeah. you guys are no, probably came, traveling around with, the world for
3: watches. Day, he came to the first day. Oh, she that, came to the first
2: day?
3: I, I, I found the watch uh, through with the help of the David the Parmigiani. He found in you know, a very nice apple with a bracelet made for Numa Marcus, That's and I so uh, cool. make a gift for her. That's it? She loves yeah. Cartier. Right now I'm wearing a Cartier I bought for her. It's a, okay, yeah. it's a t- platinum tanker uh-huh. with a bracelet and with the red numerals made in 79. That's so cool.
2: So is there yeah. like a, almost is unique, she allowed almost, to? Almost,
3: almost unique pieces.
2: So is she allowed to go into your collection and take whatever she wants anytime? No way. No, <laughs> no. no. no.
3: <laughs> my, my collection is very personal. Also, my father, my mother yeah. never entered my space. <laughs> okay.
2: Um, so my next question actually came from one of our previous guests, Ronnie Medvani.
3: Yeah.
2: He said that, you know, he well, he calls you the godfather to many collectors. Yeah. And he feels like a lot of the brands are getting really arrogant. And what is your advice to the brands?
3: No, for me, I have a good relation <laughs> with the brands. And uh, <laughs> I, I'm not a big buyer buy, buy of the modern watches. I have good relation with the Cartier, with the Rolex, with Patek, people, uh, Omega especially. And uh, I don't care because um, I don't make any strange requests to the brands. If the watch, is <laughs> not the watch is not available, it's not available. I don't push okay. them. Please yeah. give me the new Daytona. Please give me the new mm. uh, Patek uh, Nautilus. No, 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 no way.
2: Okay. Okay. Um, my next question is Grand Seiko and Seiko has been a controversial topic on this podcast. And I know that you own a VFA. And yeah. you're also like on the hunt for some Grand Seikos from the 60s and from the 70s. Yeah. But what is it about the brand that fascinates you?
3: Okay. Because I'm, I'm very passionate about the simple design. Okay. People in Europe call Bao design, like the old Calatrava, very simple. Mm-hmm. And Seiko make a, a great watch by design. You see the, the finishing of the dial, the finish of the hands, the index it also the movement are great it also have a big respect for the japanese technology mm. and it's incredible the, the seiko maybe it's more popular around the world for quartz watches i made great mechanical watch for the beginning from the first model they launched in the, the 60s mm-hmm. i have also big respect for the casio this shock for me is a great watch
2: mm. Mm. by
3: design by utility by everything
1: okay we we had a a guest on previously right that mentioned a piece called the imperial vfa have you ever
3: not not, not, <laughs> not the
1: imperial oh. yeah. Yeah. The watch
3: is here. Yeah. <laughs> gave me this morning oh <laughs> really this morning yeah yeah, yeah. okay because, uh, for me it was the most interesting concept was i saw in hong kong later yeah. in, in you yeah. in so know yeah, yeah yeah with the with the log yeah. in the back
1: yeah, yeah because yeah.
3: i like yeah. the concept because they reproduce a, a very famous was with the went for almost 5.5 dollars 5, mm-hmm. yeah auction. it was a great provenance a great story and they reproduced the was with a little bigger size but they did and painted the diode this is great i think it's a japanese company no uh hong kong hong mm. kong yeah. yeah because i saw the the products they make also some similar milk gauss or other yes. rocks uh,
1: yeah the products, yeah no um, my question was there was this imperial vfa imperial yeah. seiko vfa yeah have you yeah. heard of it have you, have you did you has that ever passed your hands yeah, yeah oh yeah. really
3: yeah <laughs> it's, oh, great watch. it's great was it's great
1: yeah. was great story very yeah. uh simple i know i, th- I think little uh, you
3: by Philips, you studied the case for three or almost all the provenance uh the study about the the family and everything no yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 it was
0: pansy pansy yeah. coop from paris
3: it was like yeah.
1: uh pansy orel like the whole team yeah were being on that yeah I I even got set like in terms of the people you watch I even I got sent to Changchun, um in the north of China to do research
3: yeah because yeah. you make research in the in the museum yes. and also it build you it covered the story about the the car dealer yeah it was a dealer for yeah. watches.
1: yeah 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 so
3: it's the, very yeah.
1: Yeah 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 yeah.
2: Okay. Next question is that I read in an interview that you said the watch that people will be most surprised to know that you own is a 2499 Patek and gold. So I got I mean other than the fact that now you keep saying complications are very extra for you, why is that yeah. surprising?
3: Because I found this 2499 in auction by Phillips in New York almost 3 mm-hmm. years ago. By we discover was a very rare, they made only three examples with this kind of case. Mm-hmm. I knew the provenance, I love the condition and the rarity. I bought it,
2: okay.
3: I never worked, I never yeah. posted it on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay,
2: okay, and so. Obviously, we know you, I mean, if you write, you probably read a lot. We know this, right? Um, But how has reading affected your collecting? Do you read and then get inspired and then go look for a watch? Or does it just happen
1: naturally?
3: Naturally. Okay. Special attraction for nice watches. Uh, my uh, okay, yeah. My has, there, has, there,
1: has, there anything that, has there been anything that has gotten away from you? You missed it and you uh, haven't... No, yeah, but you was, haven't
3: oh really Many watches, yes many was especially in the 80 90, was a little expensive for my pocket and i lost it but i bought back later
1: <laughs> yeah so is there anything that right now that you are really really you know you know it's out there and you you like wait waiting or searching really hard for
3: no because uh are impossible watches to to and there are a few watches but I'm waiting. I'm waiting on the river.
2: He can't tell because <laughs> everyone's going to be like, yeah, looking I, for it
3: too. <laughs> I know that game, yeah.
2: Okay, well, lastly, I want to know, because, I mean, you have produced, obviously, lots of notable books, the Rolex yeah. book, Longines. Can you just tell me the process of how, what goes first? Do you photograph yeah, the watches? It's very
3: because yeah. I try to make a book for collectors because I okay. knew the collectors Need some information about case movement, and I try to take photos myself. All the watches open in the all the size side my back by movement, the crew, everything for Spain for, for Login, I open the watches, the Longin Museum helped me to confirm the provenance, the manufacturing year, the reference, and I try to gave information to collector about the all marks, the case maker, and, and the dial maker also.
2: Mm. Okay, and how long does it take usually to produce
3: a book? The Longines was almost uh, four years. Rolex very, was very fast because I already took photos from a, uh, the best collection in the world. I made a good trip in Australia, in Japan, in Italy, and also in New York. Mm-hmm. I found for me the best one other sample in that period because almost fifteen years ago, and the process was very simple. I tried to have also the the cost of the good cover, a good title, and uh, the content is very important to to give to the collector information. Mm.
1: Do you okay. find that? with the advent of the internet and places like Houdinki, they've like woken up in the entire generation to vintage watch collecting and just watch collecting in general. No,
3: Hodinki is a great company, is great brand, is great team of people. And they start to, to grow a new generation of collectors in the States and also around the world. Yeah. Because, like,
1: because I remember... God, it seems so long ago, right? But I remember watching your Talking Watches episode. Yeah. And I, I, it, like, I don't know if it elevated to godlike status. You know, <laughs> like suddenly it must have been like a very, from a very introvert, quiet hobby with all the advent internet. Everybody knows you now, right? I know, I know.
3: <laughs> One of the twos will be on sale in Monaco Legend on April, the famous split-second by Rolex. Oh, okay. I decided to sell this watch because I like to shrink my collection. Okay.
0: Okay. But for you, shrink your collection means from what, like 2000 to 1500?
3: (laughs) I I I, I really don't know.
2: (laughs) Yeah. All right. So I'm going to move to the last round because we had a lot of people write in, but I tried to like, I guess, obviously not to like 50 questions. So I've like shortened it to seven of the more okay. like, I guess, easier ones, Bruce okay. One. Okay, so question number one, if not watches, then what else would you collect?
3: I like to collect winter's clothes. Okay. You know, denim, denim military jacket, military pants. And also I like to collect some design object from the 40, 60. Okay. So, yes.
1: sculptors, stuff
3: like that. Yeah. 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 But I love the, the vintage clothes because I believe in the circularity of the economy. And I'd like to buy clothes from the new brands. And uh, still, in the past, the people make great stuff, like watches, like That's clothes, true. like shoes, bags. Yeah. Okay.
2: Okay. Are there other collectors that you admire? Me? Do you have friends that you think are great collectors?
3: Yeah, yeah, sure. I have many friends, but I I don't have a good relation with the collector because, uh, uh, okay. I knew almost 10 great collectors around the world. Mm -hmm. But their ego is very big. Yeah. For me, I don't like the competition. With the collectors. Hmm. I like to be humble humble and very quiet and all the collectors they they think they have the best watch in the world.
2: Yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) okay so other than in the watch world outside of the watch world who inspires you?
3: Oh no my inspiration was my father he gave me the first advice to collect watches when I was 18 years old and Maybe it was a lady collector in Milano, nobody knows, but was a great, she was a great collector with a great test, taste. Uh, he built a collection with the help of David Parmigiani with incredible taste from clocks, Breguet, Cartier, to particle complication, great Cartier, great version and great Rolex. Unfortunately, the lady passed away and all the watch are Went to the auction in the last twenty years.
2: Mm. Okay, what is your daily routine? So, what do you do every day?
3: Oh, I wake up early <laughs> around seven, seven thirty. Take my coffee with mocha, and I go to to my office in my family business company. is a IT technology company is involved in the telecommunication and in others very strange things and I pass almost six hours, eight hours in the office. i back mm-hmm. home. Uh, I take my best, I go around the, my small city to see friends, to have a drink. And uh, I go early at bed, <laughs> around 11, 10 p.m. I'm already in the, my bed.
2: Okay. Your favorite modern day Cartier? I think I know, because you're wearing, you're wearing, Modern, right.
3: modern yeah. Cartier? Modern the last collection uh okay the tank normal is great what also i don't know is it's still manufacturing the do
0: okay
3: love to know also i love the they made good lounge of the replica of the cartier mm. crash but the london edition the london edition mm. is very similar to the original one compared to the paris of the '90 was smaller maybe it was more for Woman or lady size of wrist. And but the less crash by London is great watch. I don't like a lot of the Swiss made on the dial. And, uh, but they, they make good watch.
2: Okay. I actually want to add my own questions because I suddenly thought wow. about it. Yeah. Everybody now is doing a special order f- from Cartier. Do no, you not no, think it's getting too much already that it's not even a yeah, special? Anymore? Me,
3: too much inflation, inflationated because. Um, I saw very strange specialties with a strange color. It's yeah. not my kind of taste. I already made special edition almost 20 years ago in Paris boutique. And they made a very simple <laughs> watch yeah. with the blue Roman numerals, blue dial, nothing special. Um, mm-hmm. And the new special custom made dials, I, I don't like a lot, but they, they mm-hmm. like the, the customer like it. I don't care. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Dan, you want to add your question? Hour and a
1: half, yeah. So, it might seem an unfair question. I don't know if you can answer this, but if you were to just pick one Rolex, vintage Rolex, oh,
3: yeah, which, which one? Rolex, for yeah, me and one vintage tell you for every brand, my special. Yeah, yeah, okay. please. Okay, for Rolex, the stainless steel Oyster moon phase with the full calendar, a lot as well. For Patek. A classic 1518, the best watch manufactured from the Swiss industry. And for Cartier, the Tank Sintrae. For Longines, a, a classic chronograph with a screw back and round push button from the 40. Uh, for Omega, a very simple early Speedmaster, master, like 2915 reference. Yeah. Early one. And uh,
1: I got one more brand, Movado.
3: Ah, Movado, if you are lucky, there are very nice chronographs around the, mm-hmm. the world, but it's very difficult to find because I remember in the 90s, Movado was very popular, it was very expensive. But I've, uh, for me, uh, I love my Movado polyplant. It's curved, Movado made in the 17, almost yeah. more than one century ago, and white gold with a crown at 12 and uh, breguet numerals. I like this watch because it was very innovative for that period.
1: Yeah, I've, I've been looking for the Movado polygraph. You yeah. know, the yeah, I, I can't, I just can't seem to find any. Like, no, yeah.
3: it's so difficult. But yeah. Movado was a great company. It was yeah. a great company because it's they great. made home caliber. Yes. in know, movement. Good case, maybe the same case maker of Patek. Good dial. It's a great company.
1: Yeah. After
3: yeah. Login Omega, there is a Movado.
1: Oh, so you rate them very highly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Or why
0: 1518 over 2499?
3: Because 1518 is unique. 2499, you see, they start in the 52 and still exists the same kind of line. You see 2499, first series, second series, third series, fourth series, the 3970, and the other reference. I don't remember the reference number. Uh, 1518 is only 1518. It's a Karlsruhe style with a nice balanced dial. Is a first perpetual and chronograph watch in the world. And for me, it's still a iconic watch. Mm.
2: Mm. Okay. okay. Last question is okay. kind of hard. Yeah. The is more
3: sporty watch, but uh, 1518 is more unique. Mm. Okay. So never, I don't think I'll ever to get that. the watch yeah. during the World War Two. From yeah. the forty-two to fifty-two in ten years, yeah. they made I don't know how many pieces. But in steel, yeah. yellow, pink, and somebody say one example in platinum. I don't. Know, nobody knows. Okay. Yeah.
2: Okay. Okay. So last question is: We know you travel a lot. Yeah. Your favorite city?
3: Okay, my favorite city is a <laughs> city with the energy. Okay. And uh, New York, Roma, and Naples. And Hong Kong. Okay. Because in that city you can find clean place, dirty mm-hmm. place, a mm-hmm. lot of variety of the culture and uh, great uh, culture about about food mm. and uh, the people are friendly and uh, I like this kind of fourth city.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. New York, Rome, Naples, and Hong Kong. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. Cool. So You're welcome to Shanghai yeah, one yeah. day. I no, I'm well. like, welcome to Hong Kong.
1: <laughs> We're all like trying to Shanghai.
3: get him to come. Shanghai. Have you been to Shanghai? <laughs> Who? Shanghai. Yeah, Shanghai. But Shanghai is a great city with a big river, uh, especially the Bound uh, quarter is nice. But, you know, the all part of the city is rebuilt. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. little fake. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah
3: like, you're right. I like the French area, Yeah, all the old, uh, old embassy. But, uh, you know, in Hong Kong, still very, very old dirty place. Yeah, yeah. Very original. Very yeah. For yeah. example, Singapore. I love Singapore. But too much for me to like Everything is perfect. Yeah.
2: Perfect. Every tree is perfect. Yeah.
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Everything. <laughs> All right.
2: So that ends our interview, John. Thank you so much for coming on, and I hope you enjoyed it.
3: Yeah, thank you for your time. Thank you so much, and uh, see you soon. See you in Hong Kong. Yes, yeah. see you see in you Hong too. Kong.
2: Not okay, in Shanghai, in Hong Kong.
1: <laughs> I'll come down for the preview. I'll be there.
3: Okay, sure. Yeah.
2: Okay. As usual, guys, you can find Jacqueline, Dan, and myself on the waiting list podcast IG page. If you don't already follow John again, like why are you listening to this podcast? Seriously. But his handle is Goldberger on IG. See you guys in the next one. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. As always, thank you for listening to The Waiting List Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have. And if you have any questions, comments, or feedback, feel free to reach out to us at The Waiting List Podcast on Instagram or via our private accounts.
1: We'll see you on the next one.
0: Bye. Bye.